Welcome to another episode of My Ties at Sunset. I'm Ty. Aloha, I'm Mai. Happy Aloha Friday. Uh, hope you have a great weekend too. I want to set the intention that we are going to share a lot of fun and laughter and positivity and healing. Hope that you guys are all having a great week so far. Yeah, it's actually been a pretty busy week. It's time to put your uh, boots and hats on everyone in Texas around the Houston area and get out there and go rodeo because it's fun. <laughs> uh, my nieces did some mutton busting and it was really kind of funny how it all like unfolded. Uh, it was one of a, the younger ones, like first time riding a sheep uh-huh. and the older one uh, has done it before. And w- right out the gate, the sheep was like, absolutely not. And I don't know if, how to describe it really, but you know, when dogs like kind of like they rub their body on the floor and mm-hmm. they like scoot all the way across the floor. That's pretty much much what the sheep did to my niece <laughs> is started out the gate, laid on its side and was like scooting all across the arena in the dirt and dragging her with it. And she didn't actually let go. She did not let go at all. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. The organizer had to pick her up off the sheep uh-huh. and have her let go. But she didn't get a high score, which I was really disappointed about because it is absolute grit to like hold on to a sheep that's desperately trying to knock you off by rubbing your face into the ground. Wow. Like just laying on its side and just running through. And everybody, the first, you know, like you hear people like when when they fall off the sheep, like the child falls off the sheep, they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, like whatever. Everybody was like from the get go, they're like, ooh, ah, ooh, like that when she was, um, on the sheep because it was trying to like really knock her off. Because uh, normally they're supposed to just run straight uh-huh. and like kids usually slide off its back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was kind of disappointed because she really wanted that um, belt buckle, but she didn't get it. She didn't get a really good score, which I thought was really bad. But hey, I don't score mutton busting, but if I did, <laughs> some kid that was getting beat up by a sheep would definitely get a high score for me. Um, I never heard of this before. So is this like, like bull riding, but on sheep with children? Yes. <laughs> okay. Basically, you slap a child onto the back of a sheep and you tell them to hold on. Uh-huh. And that's, that's all they get. That's the instruction. Uh-huh. Like they wear a padded vest, a helmet. It's uh, open to girls and boys ages five to six. They have to be less than 53 pounds because you don't want to hurt the sheep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it's one of my favorite things. It's. At the rodeo, there's different events. There's like, you know, bronc riding, like uh, bareback bronc riding. So mm-hmm. it's like riding a horse. Yes. With, with no saddle. There's actual saddle bronc riding, bull riding. There's barrel racing, uh, calf scramble, mutton busting, team roping, calf wrestling. Like there's all kinds of different types of rodeo events. Mm-hmm. So this always happens before the big name performer comes on. It's funny that... A lot of people don't wear Western wear like on the daily, but when they go to the rodeo, they wear it all. Uh I I don't know why. I have a collection of cowboy hats. I mean, you gave me one and then um, my parents were into like there would be like a country Western night um, with line dancing and stuff. And uh, we would go annually to this thing. So that's why I have a cowboy hat. In Hawaii. In Hawaii. I haven't gone in years. That's awesome. But. I still have this hat. <laughs> Hats, actually. Hat. There is a shop in Ala Moana that only sells, like, Western wear. Yep. And it's at the bottom near the food court. Yep. 
And it's the funniest thing because like you don't you don't associate Hawaii with like Western. But whenever I would wear my stuff, like people would really like it there. No, we do because we have the Paniolo. We have our cattle ranches. Yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a really big sector of Hawaii that most people know. Like you think Texas, you think ranches, you think cowboys, right? But when you think of Hawaii, you don't think of that. You think of Mai Tais, you think of sunsets and Aloha shirts now, and the beaches. Now, like, they, for sure. A lot of people don't know about Western stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it was the Portuguese who came that um, they became the Hawaiian cowboys that trained everybody how to be cowboys. And so we have That's so cool. We have the rodeo lifestyle in, you know, those areas of our island. Mostly it would be like the agricultural areas, the where there actually is land, right. North Shore side, um, and then of course the neighboring islands. Um, we have a small rodeo in Waimanalo. We actually have a polo field. I always want to go to watch the polo games, but I never um seem to know the schedule. So I've never put any effort into it either, but it's one of those things I want to do one day is go watch some polo in Waimanalo. Yeah, I think they've been on hold because of COVID. But I remember when I was in school, there were a couple people who would like work the polo matches. Mm -hmm. So I would see pictures from it. It's pretty neat. Like, but you don't associate that with Hawaii as much as like other things. And so I think our listeners would be really interested to know that they do have a big polo like I guess polo fan club slash people who actually play and they come from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot and of it's people, up in North Shore. I've seen it off to the right. Yeah. There's a lot of people when I was growing up that had horses in my neighborhood. That's cool. In my neighborhood. That's really cool. And apparently if Did they ride them to school? No. But I would it would always be like a neat thing. Be like, oh that's that house with the horse and you'd every time you went by. Um and even my, I have a neighbor that she has a horse trailer often parked outside her um, property. And I know she, she works um, somewhere, I think in Waimanalo. There's many ranches out there where there's horse boarding and things like that. I even have another friend. She has a horse. Yeah. I've never met her horse, but um, <laughs> she has land for it in Kaneohe. Uh There are certain lots that, that get kind of so big. expensive. Yeah. So what's going on with you? What's new over on the Hawaii side? In Hawaii. Um, well, oh, I have something new to share. I have a couple things new to share. Okay. One, you sent me mail. Yay. <laughs> so um, from your, when you were in uh, Seattle and you sent me this very interesting yep. glass. You know what? It's the size of a, um, like a pog thing. You know, everybody used to collect pogs. The yeah, pog I think it's a little Hawaii bit bigger than that, but it is, is something similar. Passion orange guava. And so we call it pog, but it's juice. But some reason people used to save the cardboard tops off of the pog and they became like, almost like baseball cards. And people would trade them and collect yeah. them. And so um, they just have this nickname Pogs. And they're little round things. This is bigger than a Pog. But it's glass. And it has a it has Bigfoot on it. <laughs> and um, the Seattle thing and some trees, I think. Skyline. Skyline. Yeah. Seattle skyline and trees. It's a Sasquatch. And, and Sasquatch. And I thought it was so funny. 
and it's so it's quite pretty you know it's but it's glass yeah and i read i looked it up you called them monkey shine monkey shine Uh totems and so i looked it up and so it's kind of a new thing that people have been um buying to support i'm sure the local glass artisans and then they they apparently scatter them about and people are supposed to find them on hikes and all kinds of things as little yep. mementos. So I'm not going to I'm not going to put this one anywhere in the woods. I'm going to keep it because <laughs> you sent it. Yeah, you, you're supposed to keep it. Yeah, but I think that's well, kind of when neat. I was up there. It was like the start of the Lunar New Year. And that's when they like. Everybody goes and hides these monkey shines for people to find. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really big in Tacoma, Washington, even though I think that glassmaker is from Seattle. So that's mm-hmm. why they have their kind of like imprint on it. Um, but it's really fun. I mean, you just go to all these public parks and you just look and they're everywhere. Did you get to find any? Did you have time at a park to go look? I didn't have time to find any, but I did find this one. So I was like, okay, this will work. But but they leave other things. They'll leave like little 3D printed figurines. They'll leave like gift cards. And I think it's like a cute tradition. And I thought about maybe starting something like that down here in Houston. Mm-hmm. No, this is a really nice idea. Um, I like that it supports artists. And then I think it's a neat thing for yep. people to find. And it encourages you to go out in nature. Go spend time in nature. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. I kind of, I really like it. This reminds me of finding glass um, pieces on the beach. We used to have in Hawaii mm-hmm. and I, I think uh, Japan too. And they they used to have the fishing nets with these big glass ball floaters. And so eventually those would crack and break. And on the beach, we'd find this gorgeous blue glass. It's aqua blue. People make jewelry out of them. You find it all the time. I wonder why um, they made them out of glass. You know, like floaters and stuff. Like, why they, was it made out of glass? In I the don't beginning? think they had plastic back in the day. But they these glass balls, they get really big. Yes, they do, and they're collectible now. They are very collectible. We Aren't have they? we have like two in the family. Both one my aunt has, and the other one my uncle has. Um, I randomly found my first glass floater thing it wasn't a ball it was uh it was kind of it's kind of a phallic shape but um oh no it was it was absolutely fun to find it on the beach i i was uh i just stuck my hand in the sand and there it was floaters for is your it nets. like a whole piece of glass or, yeah it's or solid it like i'll, I'll take else. a picture of it and i'll post it somewhere on our social media okay things you find but awesome and i'll post so I'm glad this you too. like the gift i do i think it's it's really kind of a neat tradition and it's special so thank you very much you're welcome. What else you got for us? I went shopping. What's new? What's happening? At Sam's Club. Uh-oh. Which is Uh-oh. the other warehouse store that we have in Hawaii. And I know that they sell this everywhere. It's from Ma- Mag- Magi Planet. I don't know if it's Maggie or Magi. What? M-A-G-I Planet. And um, Popcorn Studio. I'm going to show you a picture. Never seen that ever. Really? Don't know what that is. No. It's popcorn, um, but they're like, oh, it says product of Taiwan, uh, distributed oh. by okay. HPC Foods in Honolulu. Anyway, this is the most popular flavor. They come in a bunch of flavors. There's corn, there's uh, furikake, there's uh, sweet potato, 
and um, just all these crazy popcorn flavors. And they are ridiculously priced for this tiny little bag um, of, popcorn. of popcorn, which I feel it says four servings. Serving size is one ounce. So this whole bag is only four ounces. And it was like $6. But it's insanely good. And I'm going to open it up. What's it taste like? Well, you know what furikake seasoning tastes like, right? That's like a seaweed, salty yeah, it's seasoning. Bit, it's like off, but it's addicting at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But this has little mochi crunches in it. Mochi crunch. Or we call it kaki mochi. Mochi crunch. Yeah, so I'm going to zoom in. Okay, so here's the popcorn. Where's the camera? This is the camera side. Popcorn, right? See with all the little green sprinkles? Yeah. Okay, and then this is the little mochi bit. little crunchy oh. rice cracker. Very cool. Oh, oh, that's good. Ouch. Mm. It sounded like painful at first. Mmm, they are very crunchy. Very good. Very addicting. I need to put that far away from myself. But, um, yeah, uh, I'll try to find a link for you that. You barely even ate any. I had two pieces. That's so, that's so funny. Um, You're like, nope, absolutely not. Nope. They're like, really, what? really good. What's happened? They're really good. So my mom buys them. I don't go to Sam's Club as often. But they also sell them at the commissary. Yeah. So look at your local commissary. Um, local commissary. Maggi popcorn. Yeah. Magic pop- popcorn. I think it's magic because like magic. It's delicious. They're delicious. Your face was like it was like magic. <laughs> Go find it. It's delicious. Um, if you like popcorn. Mm. What else did you buy at Sam's Club? What's the difference between Sam's Club and Costco in Hawaii? Um, like, could you give us some insight into that? I find that Sam's Club will sell more products. They have a more more of a variety of products, um, especially like food products um, and in smaller sizes. Costco's traditionally had larger sizes of things. You know, they're expecting you to feed a lot of people. Bigger portions. Um, so I actually just went to Costco today mm-hmm. before we started recording and prices of everything is so high. Prices have definitely so much more. gone up. And I understand, you know, there's a lot going on in our world right now. I have somebody to introduce you to. Oh Would my gosh, like I'm ready. Kona? I'm so ready to see Kona. Oh my God. I adopted this little guy from the Humane Society. <laughs> oh, look at his little face. I know. Isn't he cute? Is he a big baby? Look at those I eyebrows. can't believe somebody gave him up. Look at those little eyebrows. Somebody gave this guy up for adoption. I know. He's so cute. How's Ginger He's taking so this? He's so cute. Um, my dog is not um, so excited, but I adopted him for a family member who had very high blood pressure. And her blood pressure improved so crazy fast. Really? It was like 190 something. And then it went down to like normal. So he did his job. But she felt like he was too much of a handful because he's just a puppy. Right. <laughs> and uh, he's he's about a year old. He'll be a year in April, they think, and uh, we think. And he's just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And um, he's definitely added to our daily routine. 
So we have to take him out. You know, when you have a puppy, you have to take him out for walks um, pretty much every hour. We take him outside and make sure he gets he he walks around because he gets bored. But I know that puppies, they need a lot of sleep. So he gets a lot of nap time, too. Okay. Um, he's trying to play with um, my older dog. She doesn't want to play. <laughs> she did snap at him once, uh, maybe twice. She's given him some warnings. But um, he loves our house oh, I since bet. he's come to live with us. He's It's so interesting. Does he's he get like, cheese? It's so funny. Um, he does not get a lot of people food. We're trying to keep him um, just on his puppy food and more dog food right now because... Does he still have sure puppy he breath? Does he diet. still have a good smelling puppy breath? I love puppy breath. He does not have good smelling puppy breath. Oh no. <laughs> but he has sharp little teeth. Is he cuddly at Very all? Very sharp little teeth, but funny. Um, when he's sleepy, but right now he is just fascinated with everything that's on this desk. I know. <laughs> His eyebrows are cracking me up. The They're things. just like these little tufts of like white tan. I know. So cute. Okay, wait. Let's hold him up so we can see the whole body here. He's pretty. He's gonna be a pretty big oh. dog, though. He's full size. Oh, is he full size already? He's a, he's a. Yeah, this is it. Is he's he a little Chihuahua? Oh goodness. Long hair, Chihuahua mixed terrier mix. This is it. Um, he's full grown. Oh, that's good. Not a big dog. Not a lot of poop. No. No. But he's just so sweet and calm. And Love animals. He's not he he doesn't bark a lot, but he's he's been so good to um, help with defending the property. He likes to bark at you know when he hears sounds over the walls and <laughs> the neighbors. All my neighbors have. In fact, one of my neighbors um, has a new puppy as well, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because. He hears that puppy and uh, my older dog has like tuned him out. But this guy is like super interested in everything the other puppy has to say. I feel like they have conversations, you know? Yeah. When they go from one dog from one side of the wall and then they run across the property to hear to tell the information to another dog that lives on the other side of that wall. (laughs) And it just goes down the line. Oh, yeah. He's he's really adorable. Oh, In no. fact, um, we're going to make him a TikTok channel. He's he's going to be famous. Hey, get out from there. How you is this go dog going to be famous? Room. Please tell me. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I think he's just going to be too cute. The world is going to fall in love with him. No, I'm so excited for you guys. That Kona is very sweet and very cute and very, very lucky because you guys are a very nice family. And you take care of your animals. So yes. it's super exciting. My yeah. mom is so in love with him. Oh yeah. Um we she she just met him the other day and uh she just loves to like squish his face and his ears because <laughs> he's just extra he's extra soft. He's yep. extra soft and fluffy. And she just loves to just pet him. And um this morning she came over, <laughs> she had like leftover half a breakfast sandwich and she's like, I brought this over and um Where's where's my puppy? <laughs> and I'm like, you just walked over. Normally, she would pack that up, put it in the fridge, right, in a Ziploc bag or something. But she specifically found a reason to come over to find her puppy. That's so. <laughs> so cute. she could squish his face and pet him and snuggle him and give him food because he's so cute. Oh, adopting animals is 
is such a big thing to do. I, I remember during the pandemic, like everybody was getting animals and now they're all giving them back because they have to go back to work. So Kona is the lucky, lucky little dog there. Cute. I'm excited to meet him in person. Yeah. His ears are so big. He's got big he old does. ears. He does. He's just adorable. They're bigger than his body. I don't know. I love He's just animals. so cute. I love animals. He's just so cute. And I just... I just felt like um, he was there at the shelter and um, nobody had seen him all day. When we got there, it was like I wonder why. three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, he was just a little scared and cowering in the corner. And there was a volunteer who said that it was his first day out. And um, he just wasn't like coming up to the gate and like being welcoming and like, I want to yeah. be your friend. He was hiding in a corner. and But I mean, I saw his eyebrows and I was just like, oh, my God. You are the cutest thing I have ever seen. I think you were meant to be with us. Aww. So <laughs> we'll take him to visit my family as often as we can because I feel like she needs that. Keep yeah. her blood pressure down. Yeah. I wish there was an animal that could lower my cholesterol. That would be great. <laughs> you have a lot of animals. You need to just go snuggle all of them. I don't know if they That's lower my blood pressure or not, but they need to lower my <laughs> my cholesterol per my doctor. Any military discounts that you've come across new ones? So there's a few new ones as far as like where to shop. I mean, I've done a lot of shopping in, in Hawaii, but the only thing I would say is it's very challenging to know what stores are still open uh, just because, you know, your big mm -hmm. your big box stores are not going to give you any military discounts. Um, it's a lot of like the smaller stores. Now, Kahala, I remember buying a few very nice Hawaiian shirts from there and they did have a military discount. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's true now because the economy has changed. So a lot of people can't offer discounts, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Mahina used to also offer military discounts. It did. used to shop there a lot. Yep. Sam's Club has a military discount. Oh, I did not know for that. membership. I looked up, so all the activities. Now, when you're walking around Waikiki and people are offering you activities, they're actually trying to sell you a timeshare. But a lot of the activities that mm -hmm. are, they're talking about shark diving, paddleboard rentals, uh, mostly on the North Shore. I know there's that um, North Shore paddler kind of store, like right when you turn into Haleiwa uh -huh. Beach Park. Sarah Surf and Sea? Yeah. That's when we rented stuff from. Yes, they offer a military discount because there's a lot of military people that live in the islands. It, I mean, you have like major bases there. So any any base that you go to, it's probably the best place to find discounts on slippers, uh, also known as flip-flops. Because you get the Olukai ones, which are really nice, or the Sanooks, and you get them at a really cheaper rate when you shop on base. So I would say if you're going to go to Hawaii and you want like surfwear and beachwear, Go to the bases, especially the Navy Exchange, because it's so big. It's two stories. Yeah. And I would also go there to buy your souvenirs. So I spent like a hundred something dollars for a pair of Olukais at Nordstrom. Then I saw them yeah. at the exchange and, you were and mad. I was kicking myself. You were mad about it. I was it. like, crap. Damn it. They were so much cheaper <laughs> at the exchange. They were. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. The cost of things versus like off base and then. At the PX or whatever, the Navy Exchange, you're just like, why did I do this to myself? I don't know. Yeah, the commissary sure. was the commissary was like even Steven almost. I I don't feel 
like I saved a lot of money going to the commissary. I actually feel like I spent more because I felt like I was getting a deal. But I always liked shopping mm-hmm. there too. It was fun. My mom, my parents shop at the commissaries all the time. And they'll tell you that different commissaries have slightly different things in stock. So she sometimes goes to the big one out in Salt Lake yeah, where they have the big exchange. And then um, we live on the Windward side. So she would go to the Kaneohe one a lot. It's a trip, um, though. Like, she... you have to plan to go to the Navy Exchange out in Pearl City, Salt Lake area. Because, I mean, you literally have to spend almost the whole day there. Bring a cooler, put all your groceries in, and then go. Like, I knew, yeah. I know every time I went, yeah. I would spend half a day there. Yeah. Um, and you definitely need a cooler. You cannot buy ice cream on one side of the island and hope to get it home frozen on the other side you are you have so to bring right. cooler you have to put ice packs in there and then you got to buy other cold things to like encourage it to stay cold for i know the, you know 30 40 minute drive <laughs> isn't that ridiculous you can't buy ice cream on one side and hope to bring it back i think that's like for everywhere though i know i really should buy my ice cream only at local stores that are like in yeah. my neighborhood five minutes away what else do we got i wanted to mention pearl harbor and I did when my in that other episode with my daughter's friends visit. So I told my cousins because they could not get tickets, just like um, my daughter's friends. Oh, wow. They also could not like get tickets. Out? And I told them, you needed to book that before you left and you arrived here. So I said, this is what you do. You go down there and you just ask because the tour companies are buying up all the tickets. And a lot of people are no-shows because they find other things to do. I mean, you're only here for so long. So then there's often availability and they'll let you in after. So in the meantime, they went to the museum and there's a couple other boats there. And I think they told me one of them was the Bowfin and the other one is the Missouri or the Mighty Mo. Are they the same ship? Yeah, that sounds, yes, that's, that would be the same ship. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think those are the ones that are there. And I do remember going to the Mighty Mo. I didn't think it was staying here. I thought it was just temporary, but I guess it lives here. But I have not been out to the Memorial, the Arizona. But I did climb on a roof to get a picture of the Arizona. The Arizona is kind of um, where it is. There isn't um, any hills around it. The area is really flat. So to see it, unless you can get like, I mean, I tried to get on the shoreline to go see it. But there really wasn't yeah great scenic locations to pull over and park you kind of have to know the neighborhoods to go into the neighborhoods to go find it and uh i didn't want to do that (laughs) so i went up to um a family's house and they said hey you can see it from the roof and so i was like really so i climbed up on a roof and i got a picture of it you do you do some stuff too you know (laughs) it's not just me i didn't want to climb up on a roof and it was really windy up there but that was the day that i also could see the wainai mountains which is that's a very beautiful mountain range um i forgot what episode that's a couple episodes back but um if you watch it on youtube you can find it and you can just see that's the wainai mountain range just to Mm. the right of where I had filmed, there's like a, a military thing, like a golf ball. One of those. Yeah. They're like your information tower things, right? I keep thinking like every time we do one of these recordings, I don't know why I don't mention it, but I live near a military base, but they're all over my island. So there's a lot of fun, interesting things that I see 
in my night sky. So when I said that alien UFO, I don't know if it was alien UFO, but when I had, I see random lights, I've seen crazy spaceships all the time. Yeah. And in fact, this is a weird one. So I had seen something, my daughter and I on the mountain, and this was um, a week ago. By the time this airs, it'll be two weeks. But funny, I have a person who works in news locally, and I texted them pictures, and I said, I have never seen anything this bright. It was like a star, just super, super bright, reflective on a mountain ridge in from my house that I could see. And it was moving. Uh, and it wasn't moving fast. It was just kind of like it went left to right and then it went away and then it came back mm-hmm. and it we, it was the whole thing, like 25 minutes. Then it went away again. It was gone. And on the news that night, they said that the military, it something had been spotted um, and it was a weather balloon and they were chasing it with jets. And you texted me the next day and said, hey, did you see this? And I was like, oh, no, it made national news all the way to Texas. Yeah, I think I think I called you and said something about it. Right. I was like, hey, they did you see like things like all over? Yep. So I'm embarrassed if uh, I caused that to be on the news, but (laughs) I might have. But that weather balloon Mm. was seen over Kauai. Not my island, which is quite a distance away. But I do often see, I have been privileged to see some really crazy um, UFO type things just because of where I live. And I'm near the ocean, so. we There are others among us. We just don't know it. I'm sure there are. I just wish that they would come and help with some of these things that are happening in our world. But maybe they have rules not to interfere. What did they say? Yeah. What did they say? Somebody's saying something like, Aliens have come to talk to us, but then they notice we're not ready yet. We're not ready to understand that there's something bigger out there because we're too busy fighting each other still. Yeah. So they're like. As soon as I think we can just chill out and have some peace and we are mature enough to, they see us as mature enough, then I think we will have the privilege of their knowledge and wisdom and technology which would be fantastic. Yeah. I would look forward to I look forward to that. I know it'll happen one day. We'll all evolve to be smart enough to be their friends. <laughs> Do you have something to share? All I have to share is about the rodeo. I thought you were going to share your cowboy hats. Rodeo roundup? Well, rodeo wrap-up will be next time. Okay. For sure. Well, no, let's talk about hats. Okay, so um, I was actually in the store the other day. And getting one of my hats cleaned and everything. <laughs> and a gentleman, I hate to be like, I don't want to be rude. But he was like, I'm going to the rodeo. It's my first time. I want a cowboy hat. I want to look good. So he told the shaper and the guy, like, um, this is what I want. So the guy, like, pulls out a hat. And he's like, okay, let's see what size your head is, you know. And he goes, okay, this one looks good. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, it looks really good on me. He pulls it off and goes, who's George Strait? Because it was a George Strait resist all hat. Country, like it was one of the George. biggest country western stars ever. He is the king of country music. His name is King George. And, I, and everybody in the store was like silent. Like I think 
I think if George Strait was dead, he would roll over in his grave, but he's not dead. And he he's was probably not. rolling over in his like beautiful, like leather couch. Like, <laughs> how are you going to go to the rodeo and wear a cowboy hat and not know who George Strait is? Because inside the hat, it's signed, you know, like, you know, it's the imprinted signature of George Strait's yeah. uh, signature. And because he designed it, the way it's shaped, the design of the hat is his hat. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, I want to die. So one of the interesting things is like a lot of people will buy these cheaper cowboy hats. And mm-hmm. on the inside, it will say how many X's it is. So an X is like the quality of that hat and how much they compact the felt and the beaver pelt. Mm-hmm. So most hats are just like felt, right? And then as you get higher in the X's, you start adding like beaver pelts and fur and they compact it and stuff. And a lot of the hats like Stets. Okay, so your tops are like Stetson. Uh, American Hat Company and Resist All. Those are like your top cowboy hats, big companies. Whereas you have like smaller custom made hat makers that will make specific ones. They'll like measure your head. They do all kinds of like weird things. And, you know, when they do, when I was watching like a whole documentary on how they make cowboy hats, they were showing like they dip in like hot water and then they make it like a template of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it goes through a line where it's like shaved down um eventually and it's very smooth so i bought a 100x hat which is high quality but not your top quality so like a gentleman like george Strait or kevin costner in yellowstone Mm -hmm. would wear a a thousand x hat 2000 x hat and the cost difference between like a 100x hat so 100x hat is probably like 900 bucks okay to a thousand when you get to a thousand X and two thousand X, you're looking at three thousand dollars, and it's just a cowboy hat, you know. But most people will be like, it's not just a cowboy hat; it's it's like the hat, right? So I went to the store, a different store. It's called the Hat Shop on Richmond Avenue in Houston, Texas, and they're very famous for like cowboy hats and things like that. Mm-hmm. I walked in, and this lady was very nice to me. She showed me like the hundred X hats. Then she was like, there's not much difference between the 100X and 200X. So I touch them, right? And there's not a difference. She goes, just for fun, let me just let you touch this 2000X hat. And I was like, I don't want to touch it because I want to want it. You know, like, (laughs) I don't want, I don't need to touch it. I don't, I like, I don't, I don't need to be spoiled like that. She goes, no, no, just touch it. So I touch my 100X hat. Uh And what it feels like is like that butter smooth cashmere. Okay. Right? Without like the fur. So it's smooth. I touched that 2000 and a 1000 X hat and it's like silk. Wow. It's so smooth. It's so compact. You can feel the hat mm-hmm. and it's like the density is different. So a friend of mine bought a six X hat and she was like, Oh, let me try your hundred X hat. She touched it and she was like, I can't touch it. It's too, it's, it's too nice. It's too nice. Mm-hmm. But when you clean them, so you use like this really porous sponge to clean them. Yeah. You use steam to reshape. You use this pore sponge to get the felt, you know, smooth, and you use a brush to get the lint off. And uh, when when you brush a hundred x hat, two hundred x hat, thousand, you don't get a lot of like remnants of that felt. Okay. When I was brushing her six x hat, you get like globs of felt coming off, like it's almost like pilling. Okay. So there's such a difference, but everybody's got different looks. Like there's different shapes, there's different things. For me, um, one of my hats is a high taco, so it looks like a taco shell. Okay. Which is cute, right? Um, but my face is different, so I can't wear the traditional shape. Uh-huh. 
So I have like a wider brim with a slight curl to it. Yeah. And a cattleman's crease because the crease is the cattleman's crease is popular. It's like the two divots with the one in the center. So when you grab it, it's kind of like a, a grab off your head. Yeah. Some people like that rounded top. Mm-hmm. You know, that's called the gambler. So they have like a round top with the curve. And I mean, any any Western show you watch, like everybody's hat looks like so damaged or just unique to their face. Yeah. And um, I just noticed this year there was a lot more people like trying to dress like they're from Yellowstone, which is a ranch in Montana. <laughs> it's a fictional ranch in Montana, actually. And uh, in that show, it's um, there's a ranch that's mentioned. It's called the Four Sixes. And it's actually a real ranch in Texas. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, just huge. And and they're pretty famous. So I love I love the Western culture. I love all the facts. I mean, I love that there's cowboys of every type of race mm-hmm. and everybody has like a diverse background. Um, I just learned recently like African-Americans and the um, Hispanics uh, from a lot from Mexico who moved into Texas. A lot of the African-Americans, they all like were ranch hands. Yeah. But it was different. I mean, in a way, back in the day, they were indentured servants or they were slaves. Uh-huh. But because they worked the land and they were very well respected for their, you know, ability to ride a horse, um, their roping skills and things like that, they were treated quite a bit better. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying some of them like earn the respect of being like a real cowboy and are like working side by side with the owners and the sons of the owners, you know, to to raise these cattle and cattle are expensive. So I was just really excited to see all that. And I was um, happy to see that a lot of the events were very diversified. There was just not just your typical looking cowboy. It was like many people of different shapes and sizes and colors and, you know, races were all out there like showing their Western pride and like how, a cowboy can be anybody. Cowgirl can be anybody, you know, barrel mm-hmm. racers and things like that. So it was fun. It's fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm just nerding out. I you love, did. I stuff. Now I want to go see um, what if my cowboy hat has any X's in it. I don't think it does. I bought it here in Hawaii, but I'm going to go get my I hat. You have a straw hat. You go get your hat. Okay, let's go. Go get your hat. We'll come back okay. with our hat. Well, I only have two of them. I, I only have two. Have the one that you, oh, you're already there. You're already there. I'm already here. You're already here. Okay, so this is the one that you got me. This is a f- and all right. Your straw hat good. that you bought me. Okay, now tell me yours that you've got. I have a 40x uh, American Hat Company um, steel gray cowboy hat. Okay, it has so many very subtle things. Yeah, it has no. some feathers. I like the it has feathers. Some patches on the back of it. Uh-huh. I love the feathers. It's a nice little touch. I always like love feathers. The only one that doesn't have feathers is my really fancy black one. Like I was like, no, can't do feathers in that one. But I did feathers in this one. I really like it. I think the gray looks really nice. It's not your typical like black and white sort of hat. I don't, I don't know if, where I would find an X. I think it would be something prominent if it had an X on it. Let's see. Okay. It would be on the it would be on the inner inner, inner side. Okay, so the inside. I'm just gonna read it first. It says Charlie Horse, Charlie One Horse, custom design hats. There's a seal thing that says Pupe Wool, Pupe Wool, P U P E. 
And there's another sticker. Authentic products, quality, something. Waima. I know. Okay, so I'm going to switch. I have no idea. That sounds really fancy, Maya. I don't even know what that is. There you go. <laughs> there we go. It's we black. should just do a whole recording with our hats with on. With our hats on. This hat is super big. It's got like a leather band thing with these yep. things. It sure does. I bought it at that Western store in Ala Moana <laughs> that you mentioned on the ground floor. That's hilarious. That's why it's like a it's like a custom hat. Um, I think it's called more custom. I think the name of the store is Paniolo Trading Company. Yep, you're right. I think it is. So it should feel like super soft, right? If it's high quality. Mine yeah, is not smooth and buttery. It doesn't feel like butter, so I don't I don't think it's that expensive. So there's the my name in there and then the hundred X right there. Okay. Well that's it doesn't have to be an expensive one. It looks like on the inside. Oh yeah, you have a you have a custom sort of hat going on there. Yep. Okay. I see it. But hats don't necessarily have to be anything fancy. Like I just I just think that, you know, hats shouldn't um it's really what you like. And I mean you paid really good money for your hat. I'm sure at that store, they did not have cheap stuff. If I recall, they did not have uh, correctly. Cheap stuff. No, uh, I did no, pay. I did have to not. pay for that because I needed a cowboy hat. So it was the only one that I liked that they had. But I like this straw one. This really simple straw hat. This one has the string underneath, straw so it nice. can it can handle the wind, which is great because it's windy here. Yep. But um. It doesn't have as much um, shade coverage as my lifeguard hat from Mexico. Imported. From Mexico. Yes, I don't know. I really You're love so that. funny. I really love that big lifeguard hat because it gives you the most shade. And I went on my hike up to Makapu'u Lighthouse. And um, the video is like two episodes back if you want to find it on YouTube. Um, but people were looking at me like, oh, I love your hat. That's a good hat. I'm like, I know. It's a good hat. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, oh. I know. I know it's a good hat. My um, cousins, they went to the Polynesian Cultural Center with my uncle. And um, yeah. they went to one of the shows. They couldn't go for the big luau show, but they had other shows. At I think they went for a lunchtime show performance. And um, the first thing my uncle says to my cousins is, don't volunteer me for anything and one of my cousins raises her hands when they're asking for assistance so the guy calls my uncle up on stage and he is just so mad <laughs> that he has to go up there and perform so they had this little thing was where, he like really mad yeah so this guy and he's doing like a performance and he says copy me and it was uh first they're doing like a slap dance kind of thing uh yeah kind of kind of like the haka when there's a little bit of a chant to it so he does that and he's like ah, oh, not bad not bad then the, he had two other volunteers that were up there and they also did their performance version and then they did drumming and so he had to like copy the drum thing he just couldn't get the the drum thing right but the audience was shouting <laughs> to help him really <laughs> they were trying to shout the the every time that you he was supposed to go bump 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 <laughs> 
he was just off key or something. That's hilarious. Um, and then the funniest thing is the following day, I had mentioned in the last episode that they went to the Byodoin temple. And this guy came up to my uncle and says, I just wanted to say you were really great on that stage um, at the Polynesian Cultural Center. So this guy was probably in the audience at the same show. Oh, my God. How funny. And my cousins busted out laughing. They're like, oh, my God, you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> you were recognized. <laughs> oh my god! He wanted to die. That's always been my fear: is that I get picked to do something. I was like, no, <laughs> I've never been picked to do anything, and I am totally okay with that. Oh, but the f have you ever been picked to do anything like that? Yeah, but I've also volunteered. I volunteered to go up and dance hula with musicians. You're funny. So. Um, okay, that's different. It's different. Volunteer, it's different. <laughs> um, well, actually, I asked them. I went to these musicians I really loved, and I said, "Could you play this song for me?" And he goes, "Only if you dance it." So then I was like, "Oh, oh okay, all right, go ahead. I'll dance. Conditions. I'll dance the song if you'll play it." So he did. He sang the song for me, and I danced it. I never want to volunteer for anything or be voluntold. It sounds so terribly frightening. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't have a fear of being on stage or public speaking. I don't have one of those fears, but I know that's kind of common. You just don't care. You're like, I don't care. You're like, I'm getting up there. I'm I think I don't care. I don't, I don't um, care what, uh, what other people think. So that's good though. You can't what live your life do? caring what other people think. You just got to go do you and live your own life and live your own moments and, you know, who cares what other people think? I think my sister-in-law told me something like that today or the other day. She was like, "Just who cares what people think? Just do whatever you want to do. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because why carry that, so. that stress and worry about what other people are thinking? That's just a reflection of their own lives and can only live your people life. You can only live your life. Thanks for joining us for another episode of My Ties at Sunset. Be sure to check us out at MyTiesAtSunset.com. Uh, my graciously posted her famous Mai Tai's recipe. So be sure to uh, make a drink before you tune in next time. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And be sure to check us out anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And until we meet again, ahui ho!